But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys, Fatty, Fatty. and Big Bry and Big Bry. What is going on, everybody? Welcome on in to Illegal Hand to the Face. I am that fat guy, Jared Fatty Bates. He is Big Bry. What is going on, big fella? Oh, you know, living the dream. How you been? Hey, man, sun shining like crazy out right now. It's 60 degrees in Cleveland before Valentine's Day. I'm taking it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're spoiled now. I'm just going to be expecting this for the rest of the year. You're not the only one, but next week does not look good for us. <laughs> oh, boy. We're maybe get some golfing down. this weekend, though. I heard Saturday, maybe? Well, tomorrow will probably be the best day for it. But uh, if you're going to golf, uh, tomorrow will probably be the day. Well, there goes my Saturday plans. Well, sorry. You can try in the morning, but we're supposed to get a little rain on Saturday. I don't know when it's supposed to hit, but we'll see what happens. And Brian froze up. There back. he is. He's no, back. I'm back. All right, so welcome in. We are Legal Ham to the Face, Cleveland Sports and Food Show. We got a big show for you tonight. We are also on Network 216. We are sponsored by Harold Keel and Lake Erie APA. Also, City Dogs Cleveland. We do have a trivia and a new puppy tonight for everybody. We are live. Last week we had a recording. This week we're live, and we got some Browns reaction news to do today. But uh, we got a little bit of calves. They're still on fire. We're going to talk Super Bowl superfoods tonight, and then we're going to get into our top three Super Bowl, favorite Super Bowl commercials. So we're going to have a fun night tonight. So anybody that wants to dive in, please hit the comments. Uh, we start out every show like we do every week. And Bri, do you have any shout outs this week? Boy, I wish I didn't have shout outs, but let me shout out my guy. Somber note, sorry. Uh, Toby Keith passing away. It was... Hard news to get early Tuesday morning. Um, you know, he's somebody that I've enjoyed listening to his music for a very long time. Probably top five on my list. Been to several of his concerts. Um, you know, I can't, I forget what I'm watching on TV. I forget what I had for dinner last night. But uh, I could sing you every song, every word of "Should Have Been a Cowboy." So. Uh, so, yeah, it's embedded in my life, and, yeah, that was some tough news. Cancer got another one. Um, just a precious reminder of how short this life is. Yes, it 62. is. 62. 62 years old, Man, way too has, young. He had stomach cancer, everything else. It just, ugh. Ugh. That just sucks. But, Bri, you hit the same shout-out that I was going to hit. Let's play it. Merry Christmas, 
Cannot go wrong with courtesy of the red, white, and blue, Bri. And am I by myself? Yeah. Can you hear me? <laughs> I got you now. You got, I got me now. You. I, just... I was. I happened to stumble upon. I was taking the dog for a walk yesterday because it was so nice out, and stumbled upon uh, Sirius XM. They had a. Uh, I don't know. I think it was still going today too. A little bit. I listened to it. Uh, day long, week long, who knows how long, uh, tribute to Toby and man, I just, I, I kind of wore out his albums and CDs like, you know, 10, 20 years ago. And I haven't gone back and listened to him much over the last four or five years. And I've kind of done that the last few days and he's got so many damn good songs. Um, you know, nineties country and then, uh, and then transitioning to the 2000 where, you know, he was just putting after, putting out hit after hit after hit. I think about shocking y'all CD when I was a freshman in college and just, yeah, wearing that out. And so it's unfortunate. He hasn't put out, you know, too many new, too much new stuff over the last few years. Um, I think maybe he has, but it just hasn't gotten too big. But, uh, yeah, going back and listening to some of this red, red, white, and blue got me fired up. American soldier. I mean, he, he, he made like being patriotic cool and, um, you know, being proud to be an American. And, you know, that's why part of the reason why I say, you know, God bless America at the end of every show, because, uh, because sometimes we take it for granted way too often. We're far from a perfect country, but, uh, but it's the only place I want to live. Yep. Yep. Same here. And, just a sad note. Just want to send out, you know, to his family, everything. Just respects, prayers, and respect to everybody. What a what a country singer, and you know, like you said, you know, when you hear that song, especially courtesy of Red, White, and Blue, it just it hits a little different, uh, especially if you're from a small town like I was growing up. When that thing played, it was like, okay, it's time to get to cut off T-shirts, the bush light, cowboy hat on, let's go. <laughs> it was a whole mm. different story. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't have any other shout outs, Bry. I mean, that's just, you kind of killed it right there. Cause that's what I was going to do. That is my shout out tonight. So, um, just shout out to Toby Keith. Um, man, it just sucks. He had such great songs too. Thank you. Thank you for the joy that he brought us and the joy that, you know, he'll continue to bring us for the rest of our lives on this earth. So very grateful. All right, Brian. Well, let's get into our show. Uh, we always start our show with trivia from City Dogs Cleveland. <coughs> and Brian, we definitely have a new puppy tonight, and I cannot wait to show her off as I pull up our stuff here. So here we go. And like our said, our trivia is brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland, where every week we show an adoptable dog to get adopted. Uh, Bry, so far on our show, I believe we have had, I don't even know how many dogs that we've showcased, but I know 12 that have been adopted that we have had on our show. Pretty good streak we got going so far right now, bud. Awesome. Great news. So right now we have a beautiful puppy this week. 
named Dee Dee, and she needs to get out of there. She is overwhelmed by kennel life. So right here is a picture of Dee Dee. Look at that sweetheart right there. Uh, Dee Dee is a sparkle in her eye, and she is not just a unique splash of ice blue color. She is a bright, happy girl who delighted to spend time with you. She started off as a shy, quiet girl. What Man, she looks fun. Uh, and she's turned into a wallflower, into a little dynamo. Uh, she's a pretty girl in a great mix of act, uh, active and affectionate. My Lord, I can't read tonight. Uh, she likes to run or spend plenty of time sniffing and investigating. Uh, when it comes to toys out, she does her sillies and plays around with them all day. She gets even more goofy when it is time for pets. So... Please love on her. She is two years old and 50 pounds. Take another picture of Dee Dee. She's got one blue eye, one brown, Bri. Sweet. Gorgeous. I know, right? <laughs> nice little medium-sized dog for everybody. Oh, so if you oh, want to go, please hit up City Dogs. Right there's a scroller down at the bottom, how to get a hold of them. You can call. You can go to their website, and you can do I believe Pathfinder, Pathfinder, and some other things. But go adopt a dog. If not adopt, donate uh, like we do. Uh, just please help out City Dogs Cleveland. We just thank you guys a lot for all your donations and everything and everything you guys do. So please go help them out as much as possible. All right, Brian. <clears throat> as the Cavs have been on their hot streak. All right, you ready? Mm -hmm. Yep. Cavs are 16 and 1 right now. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest names to be talked about is Sam Merrill, Brian. Okay. Can you tell me what college Sam Merrill went to? Ooh, good one. All right. All right. I'll workshop it. You better workshop it good. <laughs> it's a tough well, one. All right, that, that eliminates all the Power 5 conferences. It's a toughie. I'm not going to lie. It's a toughie. I mean, it's not <laughs> Steph D1? Curry. Uh, yes. D1? Uh, yes, 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 I think so. <laughs> all right. All right, we got Chris in here. Chris, what is going on? What's up, uh, Chris? Now that Chris is here, you know what that means, Brian? Yes, I do. You know definitely what that means. And if everybody's watched our show, it's time for your Cleveland Headlines. Now, Bry, starting off your Cleveland headlines, we will get to the Browns news here in just a second. But we're going to start out with our fire hot Cavs right now. I cannot wait to talk about them, Bry. They're 16 and 1, playing team basketball. Just beat up on the Wizards last night. They got the Brooklyn Nets tonight. Bry, can they make it 17 and 1? I don't see why not. At this point, I would not pick them to lose the game. Um, if you've been been rolling with the Cavs on the sports books. You've probably been cleaning up because not only are they covering, are they winning? I'm pretty sure they're covering most of these. They're just blowing teams out. So, um, you know, the Kings the other night uh, just completely dominated them. And yeah, I, I still don't feel like we're at full strength as Mobley and Garland are still kind of working their way back from their injuries. But whatever they're doing, keep doing it because. 
it's a lot of fun to watch and i guess the only uh concern that you might have is maybe they're peaking too early because right now we look like we're a top five team in the nba and you know i think what we're the two seed. We got like a little buffer between us and the Knicks and the Bucks. Two seed. Yes. Yeah, we got a game and a half or two game, I believe now. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so just keep doing what they're doing, and uh, you know, it's hard to believe that we are where we are. And oh, what was it? Six weeks ago or two months ago, uh, JB was on the hot seat, and we didn't know oh, if yeah. he would finish the season, and you know. Sorry to bring it back to Michigan, but it was kind of like Harbaugh doing doing a complete 180 when people wanted him out, and then all of a sudden, I, it's even Kevin Stefanski uh, to bring it back to Cleveland, where you know you're not sure about this guy, and he goes from being on the hot seat to uh, potentially winning Coach of the Year in in, uh, in less than a year's time. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and you know something, this team is just. Uh, I actually watched all the game last night, Bri. I was I was zoned in because I wanted to see what it looked like and how they're doing with Mobley in and everything. Bri, you know something? I have been on. I wouldn't say yeah, yeah. I can I can admit when I'm wrong, Bri. I was wrong about Donovan Mitchell. I was horribly wrong about Donovan Mitchell. What did I you wanted, say about Donovan Mitchell? Well, I, I thought he was overrated. I thought they should trade him. Everything. Dude, the Cavs go with Donovan Mitchell right now. And if his heartbeat is going, it is unreal. Like, I just thought, like, the Cavs really didn't need him. Like, you know, you got Mobley, you got Allen, you got Garland. You know, we get some assets for Darius or for Donovan Mitchell back. And, you know, blah, blah. No, no. I hope they resign him. I am all in on Donovan Mitchell. It is fun to watch him play now that, especially now that he's taken over pretty much the ball handling skills as point guard. I mean, he's just now assists. It's not like he is just trying to, like last night he had, let's see here, 40 points, five assists, eight rebounds. I mean, he's still assisting the ball, and some of his assists are amazing. But the one score that I'm looking at right now that I'm getting excited about, Bri, 22 points from Evan Mobley. Boy's getting aggressive, and I'm loving every minute of it. Made a couple of three. I think he made one or two threes last night, but made a three-pointer. And he is once he's getting around the rim, he's actually getting aggressive and doing work down there. So I'd love to see what he does tonight with the Nets. And man, maybe he gets a double double tonight along with Jared Allen. Now Jared Allen's double double streak is over. He only had twelve points, nine rebounds last night, but he did a lot of damage on defense with a couple of block shots. So, <sighs> Brian, I'm just excited. I got cash fever right now. Now that the Browns are mm-hmm. kind of like on the back burner, cash fever is kicking in. It's hard not to get caught up in it. I was, you mentioned Evan Mobley. I was super impressed in what he did. Uh, uh, was it Saturday night against the Spurs going against Wembenyama and, you know, hitting three, couple threes over top him. And yeah, he just, he wasn't intimidated at all. Uh, and so it gives you that encouragement, you know, let him get his confidence up while, while the team is hot and while he doesn't feel like he has to make every shot that he takes. Um, and so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, Donovan Mitchell is just he's, – he's unbelievable. He's a superstar. There's talk now that maybe he's the best – the second best uh, player in Cavs history. And, you know, I think it, we're getting caught up in the moment a little bit when we say that. But 
I don't know. It's you know, was he better than is Kyrie number two? Was he better than Kyrie? You know, Mark Price and Brad Doherty and Austin Carr, these guys we love. Um, you know, some people will argue for them, but yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch Donovan Mitchell right now. And I think I think that the city is just still a little hesitant to get behind him because they don't the uncertainty with his future. Um, yeah. You know, if he would sign a three, maybe a four-year deal with us, I think we, I think he could be the biggest star in Cleveland sports, honestly, because you know we love Nick Chubb, we love Miles Garrett, but um, and the Browns will always be number one. But Donovan Mitchell is just, I mean, he's putting the team on his back time and time and time again, and he doesn't have to do it like LeBron did because I feel like he has so much talent around him. But um, yeah, I just. You know me. I still have concerns about the playoffs, but as far as the regular season goes, um, this is awesome. And it, thinking forward to the playoffs, for the last time we talked, we've kind of gotten some. You know, unfortunately, it's been good news for the Cavs with uh with Embiid going down with a knee uh-huh. injury. Um, you know, you don't know when he's coming back. I think Mitchell Robinson for the Knicks is I I think out for the year. So he was the guy who just he made Mobley and Allen look like children compared to him uh, last year. So if we run into the Knicks again this year, we're at least not going to have to deal with that. Um, so maybe our big guys can have a little more success. But you know the Knicks are still making moves. So I don't know if you want to talk about the uh, the trade deadline where the Cavs stood pat, and that gives me a little concern. I think I heard today that uh, the top seven teams in the East all made moves except for the Cavs. Um, so everyone's being aggressive and the Cavs are just kind of sitting on their hands and saying, hey, we're good. Like they, you know, they did, they made a couple small moves in the off season and certainly Sam Merrill, uh, coming out of nowhere kind of gives us a shot in the arm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's a move out there to be made, but like I said a few weeks ago that, uh, with Siakam and Ananobi, uh, Getting shipped out of Toronto, I thought maybe that was your opportunity. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I'm riding the wave. This is great. They're one of the best teams in the NBA right now on this day. So yeah. it's hard to be negative. Yeah, so they're 33-16. and 16. I mean, God, bro, you remember us talking about what the hell is going on with the Cavs because they're barely over 500? We were 14-13 like, and 13 at one point, yeah. I thought. And that's when we were like, what the hell is going on with this team? Like, something's got to happen. And boom, they just took off, Bri. They are one game above Milwaukee Bucks and the Knicks. And three, let me do my three and a half above the Sixers. So right now, they're sitting right there. But the Celtics are 39 and 12 right now, Bri. Celtics are playing really good. good. So, I mean, you're going to have to go through the Celtics. But like you said, with them being going down, um, the Bucks are starting to get what I hate to say it's starting to get older. Um, they're not as young as they used to be. Um, plus they got rid of a lot of couple key, but they got Dame Lillard, but Dame's older too, isn't he? I mean, Dame's like what 29, 30? I would say he's probably in his 30s because I think he went to college for three or four years. So yeah, he's gotta be 30. I'd still say, you know, they they have two veterans that are proven in the playoffs that they can carry a team. So I would still say we're behind them because I do trust Donovan Mitchell, even though he hasn't shown it in the playoffs. But other than that, I don't know if I trust anybody in a big moment at this point, you know, 
And, and that's only going to come with playoff experience. You can't really show me in the regular season. You know me. I've I've been a Jared Allen uh, naysayer for a while. I just don't know what he does great. Um, you know, somehow I, I'll be honest. I you know I don't have spectrum. I don't watch every single game, but I see these box scores and I see these highlights, which he's not a part of a whole lot. Um, and he he's he somehow gets it done scoring, but he's not he's not a high flyer. You know, he's not like a Blake Griffin. He's not a, he doesn't have a great outside shot. He's not super physical in the post. Like, I don't know how he keeps scoring. So maybe you can tell me, like, how, how does this guy score? Dude, he's been hitting little mid jumpers, alley oops, and he's been down in the paint getting dirty, dude. Like, he's, he's had like any, anywhere inside the free throw line, he's popping a shot and he's not afraid to pop a shot. So like like last night's game, they you know Donovan did a pick and roll. Donovan drove in, drew everybody to him, just kicked it out to him right by the free flow line. He just popped up a shot. There it is, two points. Walked away. He's also getting fouled a lot underneath the basket, Brian. That is getting mm-hmm. him to the line, getting him some um, free throws there. But man, he's just he's playing tough and dirty down low. And you know between the alley oops and the pick and roll that him and Donovan got going on right now. Dude, it's it's fun to watch because you don't know if Donovan is actually kicking it out for a three pointer, or just lobbing it up to him and letting him slam it home. It, it's it's actually really cool to watch. But I I mean I'm loving some Jared Allen. Plus his defense, man. I I know you say he doesn't do a lot of things like spectacular, but if you got a really good basketball player that plays decent de- defense and can help you out a little bit on offense, and especially get the rebounds. He's just he's he. Let's just put it this way, Brian. If it was, uh, what would we say about fifteen years ago, we'll say Jared Allen would probably be one of the superstars because he's that you know big tall center that can you know get down low and bang down low, which we don't have that anymore. Everybody can shoot from the outside. It's more of a three point game. I know his game really doesn't translate, but man, he's playing some really good defense, man, and I. I got to back him up. I mean, I thought that, the, you know, now that the Twin Towers are back, I guess that's what they're calling them. You know, the old school days of, uh, you remember when it was Robinson and uh, Duncan together. And everybody sure. was trying to figure out how that was going to work out. Still trying to figure out how that's going to work out. But the good thing is, is Mobley is outside taking some shots now and taking some chances on outside threes and a couple jumpers. So that's kind of helping out also. So, Right, I think we we talked more calves now the past couple weeks than we have in the longest time. Like I'm loving Absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's deserving. You know, you go 16 and 1, you know, you force us to talk about you. All right, but everybody here that I know is in the room right now. We got mom here, mom's here. Say hi, Bri. Hi, Ma. Um so they're talking about the Browns. Now, Bri, since the last we talked Man, you were right. Any news coming out of Rita is either bad news or superb news. Well, last week we got some bad news. Bill Callahan left. Right. Uh, gaping hole right there. Huge, huge part of our offense, Brian. Huge. Teaching the offense line, part of the running game, part of the offense in general. Um, we have replaced him with Seattle's offensive line coach. Now, I can't remember his name offhand, Brian. Alex, is it Alex? 
Let me look it up. If but, I heard it, I'd, I'd recognize it. We we interviewed him supposedly for the offensive coordinator position, which a lot yeah. of people thought like, well, they're just interviewing mm-hmm. him for that position, knowing that if Bill Callahan leaves, you know, that's probably the guy they want. All right. Uh, Scott Peters is the assistant <laughs> offensive line coach. Um, a new offensive line coach. I'm fine. Andy Dickerson. Damn it. I was just about to say Dickerson. I didn't know his first Look name. Look at you. Look at you. All right yeah. off the top of your head. You're like a. Just no muscle memory. I, I think I probably heard his name a couple times today. But. So we got a new offensive line coach and a new assistant offensive line coach. Bry, how is this going to impact the Browns next year? I mean, Bill Callahan is one of the best. Like, if you're talking about, and I lost Bry. Well, if you're talking about one of the best. He was definitely one of the best. Um, I'm guessing either A, Bry's phone died, or he'll come back. Nope, he's coming back. Did your phone die? What the hell happened? No, I don't know what that was. I don't know if that was your end or my end, but I'm back. All right. So, man, losing Bill Callahan's got to hurt, right? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, that's why it's a big story. Um, if, if it was any other offensive line coach, it would just be like, our tight ends coach this year, we would just say, well, the Browns got rid of their tight end coach and we would just move on with our lives until we hired another one. So, but the fact that we know Bill Callahan, we've been talking about Bill Callahan for a while, you know, that just goes to show you how great he's been in the absolute gem of a job that he's done with this offensive line over the last several years. And, you know, you, you could mention the names, guys, you know, Petonio and Conklin, they were kind of established, but every other guy on their offensive line, you can attribute to Bill Callahan. They weren't top 15 picks. They weren't top, you know, second round picks or anything like that. These are guys that are later in the draft and they're stepping in and they're looking like solid starters at the least. And, you know, up to Pro Bowls with, uh, with Wyatt Teller, and some people thought Dewan Jones was decent, was deserving of at least like a Pro Bowl alternate. Um, so it's a big blow. Uh, I can't say that it's not, but let's not just assume that we're going to take a giant step back. We don't know what this uh, this new guy has to offer. He's experienced in the league. He played for C- or he uh, coached for Seattle, and the running game has been pretty decent over the last few years. So. I'm willing to give him a chance as much as I love big Bill Callahan. Um, he's, we have to move on. Um, you know, I think the Browns probably did the right thing by allowing him to go coach with his son, but doesn't mean it doesn't hurt, but, um, but we still have the mules. We still have the horses up front to get it done. And we still have Nick Chubb in the backfield as long as he can return healthy. So I'm not going to freak out too much really. Brian, I'm not going to lie. I'm freaking out a little bit on it because I dove into it a little bit. Every team that Bill Callahan has left the offensive line the next year has been shaky at best. I, yeah, but I, I just don't, I, you know, with Batonio, maybe if Batonio wasn't there, maybe I'd freak out a little bit. Um, but we got Batonio, we got Teller, Posich is a, as a, um, a solid veteran in uh, mm-hmm. Jack Conklin. Let's not forget the reason we paid Jack Conklin so much money. Yes. You know, he does have injury issues and he's a pretty good player, but you know, I think they, 
they paid him in part because he's such a great leader and he's a guy that can motivate his other offensive linemen. And he's a guy who leads by example. And, you know, he's, he's a veteran who's just going to show up to work and get it done. So I have faith in the guys that are still there. Now, if we want to talk three, four, five years down the road, uh, you know, when we start talking about developing these new guys coming in, then maybe I have a bit of a concern, but um, yeah. We'll get to that when we get to that. Yep. All right, Bri. We did name this show Who's the Boss? Who's the Boss and Super Bowl Superfood? And the reason why Who's the Boss came about was last week into the beginning of this week, Bri, Albert Breer came out and said that the change of the mm-hmm. offensive coordinator really wasn't on Coach Stefanski behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Had to deal with a little bit of depot, a little bit of Haslam. Not happy with uh, things that have happened with Watson. Um, now, who knows? Like, we don't have sources. We don't know. Who knows if Albert Breer knows, Bry? But, man, if that's the case and you're not letting Coach Stefanski pick his own people, after 11 and 6, dude, that's shady. 11 and 6 with five, what, four or five different quarterbacks. Your star running backs out. Your offensive line is demolished. You make the playoffs, and then you get rid of your offensive coordinator. It seems kind of fishy to me. What about you? I don't have a huge concern over it, honestly. Um, I think I'm hopeful that um, that Dorsey can do a better job than Van Pelt. I think Van Pelt did a fine job. But I strive for better than fine. You know, I think, uh, yeah, with with Flacco and the other quarterbacks, I attribute a lot of that to Stefanski. And I think um, Alex Van Pelt, maybe, I'm sure he had a hand in it. But like I said last week, there's something fishy that Stefanski, after working with Van Pelt for a few years, still doesn't trust him to call plays. So, and for all we know, it might have been mutual. You know, Van Pelt might have been like, hey, man, you know, I want to evolve as an offensive uh, coordinator, which means calling plays. And Stefanski said, I'm I'm just not comfortable with that. I I prefer to call plays. So he said, well, you know, maybe I'm going to start looking for other opportunities where I can call plays. And so maybe he had that in the back of his mind. So, yeah. And as far as, uh, you know, reports that maybe Dee Podesta had a hand in it, maybe – Jimmy Haslam had a hand in it. I I don't get too worried about that either because what do the Browns tell us constantly? It's collaborative. Everyone has a hand in it. And so I, I don't feel like they're lying to us. I think we're just so used to Bill Belichick making every decision, the head coach of the organization making every decision. And in the Browns franchise, they tell us it's collaborative. It's not going to be just a Stefanski decision as much as we've been conditioned to think that way um so the fact that deep Desta and haslam and andrew barry all kind of have a say in it yeah i i don't have a huge issue now if i found out that stefanski was standing on a table for alex van pelt saying this is my guy you can't get rid of him they still got rid of him maybe i'd be a little concerned about that but uh yeah i mean uh, until i hear that and it's confirmed i you know i don't get too caught up in that 
it's funny you start doing this and chris goes literally i just typed it and brian is reiterating exactly what i was typing <laughs> well said chris but you said you, it better myself you know brian I, i'm kind of with you like if Stefanski said hey this isn't happening he's my guy he's staying here you got to have some sway especially for him you know especially after last year and what happened uh especially you know especially this season bry and what they went through i mean i i believe i believe stefanski has earned an extension i believe stefanski has earned a little bit more respect in the business and especially with the fans you, you got to give them a little bit more respect man like two years two years we've been to the playoffs with him you can't say that about any other coach since 1999. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't know how to explain it, but the one thing that still concerns me the most is Deep Podesta. And it's not the fact that he's got his hand in it or all this stuff. I just want to know what he does, Bri. The <laughs> chief strategy officer. Well, guess what? Like a fart in the wind, somebody's got to strategize that. What does he do? What does he actually do? Somebody tell me what he does. Because if he's having hand in coaching hires and things of that nature, I want to know what he is actually saying because we get press conferences from Andrew Barry and the Haslam's. We get press conferences from Stefanski and the coaching staff. When was the last time we heard Depot? I can only remember seeing his face one time and Maybe that was the Stefanski hire. Is it like, you know something? I'm going to bring, the, Brian, is it like hush money? Does he owe like Jimmy Haslam something where Jimmy Haslam just threw a, you know, a nameplate on his door and said, hey, we'll just pay. You just sit in the corner and do nothing. Like, what is the whole fascination with this? I think Haslam tried it his way a couple times and it didn't work. So he's looking for a guy that he can put all his trust into. And that's what he's done with Dee Podesta. And like you said about Stefanski, it's worked out pretty well. I'm just as frustrated as you are when things go bad. I want to know what the heck does this guy do? How much say does this guy have, uh, especially on game day? And, and we start dissecting that. But like you said, we've been to the playoffs twice. So um, he's got to be doing something right. Uh, as, as frustrated as I am to say that because I just – I need to hear from him uh, more than I do. I need to know what he does, how much pull he has with Andrew Barry. And, but I, I just don't know if we'll ever find that out, really. Yeah. As time will tell, Brian, as they always say, as time will tell, maybe we'll get an article about what Deep Podesta actually does. Probably once he's fired, we will. Okay. Well, Bri, now it's time to actually do some current event news, bud. And it's breaking news here on, I believe, Network 216 and Illegal Hand of the Face. It was sent out earlier this morning, Bri. Uh, let me write down the timestamp here. We'll go about 35 minutes. Um, the Cleveland Browns and the Haslam Sports Group purchase is in the process of purchasing 176 acres right next to Hopkins Airport, right in Brook Park, Ohio. Not Cleveland, Brook Park, Brian. Uh, a lot of rumblings are going on that they are purchasing this land to do a, a little stronghold on the city of Cleveland to get city of Cleveland to do what they want for the Brown Stadium now. Now, people, the lease is up. 
in 2028. I got that from Casey Kinnaman. So they can't leave Cleveland until 2028. But, right. Bry, how long does it take to build a stadium? It takes a few years, right? Three years, I heard today. Well, and we're about three years out from uh, if they buy this land. Coincidence? I don't know, Brian, but I mean, a lot of people are unhappy because in this case, that means Cleveland Browns would be moving out of downtown Cleveland. But Brian, you told me a little gem earlier. Why don't you go and tell that gem to everybody else? What gem was that? I, I, how many I just people, have so many gems throughout the day. I can't I know about how many teams actually play in their city. Oh, uh, yeah. So 32 teams, um, 12 of them play. And we lost the mute. No audio. I probably touched this. Can you yep. hear me now? Yep, we got you now. Repeat yeah, that, please. These, these stupid things. Um, <laughs> so of the 32 teams, 12 of them play in the suburbs, potentially 13 if the Bears move outside of uh, Chicago, which I believe they have also purchased land um, in a suburb. So... It's not unheard of or anything like that. I've been to Buffalo. It's pretty cool. Is that Orchard Park out there? Um, you don't lose anything by going to a suburb. Now, going from Cleveland to this area that they're talking about in Brook Park, and if you've ever been to the airport, you know going off a of snow road um, from 71 and you drive past all these park and fly places, it looked like that's where it's going to be, one of these giant parking lots. Um, which I don't know, maybe could be distracting with all these planes flying in and out all the time. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll address that when we get there. But uh, yeah, for me, as far as uh, you know, moving out of Cleveland, I think it's a win-win-win for pretty much everybody. The only people that I can understand being upset about this is people that live within like 10 minutes of downtown, 10 minutes of the stadium, or the people who own businesses in downtown because, you know, people come in from all over the place to, I know when I was younger, I used to uh, tailgate and then just walk to a bar to watch the game. And so you won't have that crowd as much, you know, you probably lose at least 80 or 90% of that crowd on Sundays. Um, but as for everyone else, you know, it's just, it's so much more convenient whether you're coming from the east side, whether you come from the west side, whether you're coming from the south. You got 480 right there. You got 71 right there, and that can basically take you to anywhere in the city. So as far as I'm concerned, this uh, area, 71 and 480, or an area by 77 and 480, those are your two best options as far as getting people in and getting people out. Yeah, and also you gotta throw in you got two thirty-seven that's right there by the airport. You got the RTA that's right there. Also, with Cleveland Hopkins being right there, you don't have to travel. The team flies in, they just go to the hotel, straight to the hotel right there, and then play and then leave. Like there's no travel time for a lot of things. Plus, it's right next to Berea. Like people are forgetting this. It's right next to their practice facility. Right. Oh, so yeah. They don't have Absolutely. to go downtown. So if you want them to kick in the stadium. Plus, the other thing that is rumored right now, Bry, is the reason why they're doing this is because they do want a dome um, to have more than a few handful of events. So the rumor mill is out there. Now, hey, speculation, whatever it is, but I'm with you, Bry. 
Like I don't mind. I love going downtown. I love the Muni lot. I love being downtown. It is crazy when you go downtown for a Browns game. But getting to the Browns game, getting to all those little parking lots all around, getting to where you want to be at, and then walking around can be a pain in the ass, man. And especially getting in and out of the stadium, there's only one way. There's no multiple ways. There's one way to get in and out of that stadium, and that is it. But you could do it down in Brook Park, like you said, 71, 480, 237. You have major roads right there. Bagley Road is just further south if you want to shoot down to Bagley. Like, and dude, it's going to be 176 acres. I think they said it took Jerry World. Jerry's World is like one on 120, I think. After all said and done, after everything was built, it's 120 parking lots and everything. So something's really big going to be going on there. Uh, I can't wait to see what happens, Brian. I know a lot of people are like, I know Nick, Nick Carnes of 216 and the Barking Brown show. I know he's not happy with it going out of, you know, downtown if it happens. I get that. And I know the lakeshore is like one of our big things, but man, you got to develop the lakeshore and they haven't done it since, since I've been here, Brian. Like you go to lakeshore in Chicago, it's a whole different animal. Like they have a party down on that lake. For us, it's like, eh. Like we got the rock and roll and then we got, you know, the science center and then we got Brown stadium. Yeah. I mean, they could develop wherever they knock the Brown stadium down. They can develop that area and put a bunch of bars and restaurants and all sorts of shops and everything. And, you know, if you're close to the water, that's where people want to be. So you can develop that area pretty quickly and you're, it's like I said before, it's like a win-win. You get a cool downtown area right on the water, and then you get a stadium, a Browns game, that's closer for about 90% of the fans that are coming in to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, it, I I think it's, a, I like you said, I think it's a win-win. I, you know, and if people want to go downtown to watch the game, they can still go downtown and watch the game. Like, you can go to the bars downtown and have parties downtown. You can still do tailgates downtown. It's not like you can't do it. They do them here in North Olmsted. They do them in Berea. They do them in Strongsville. They do them over in Independence. Like, there's tailgates everywhere. It doesn't have to be, you know, right next to the stadium. You can do a tailgate anywhere. I can do a tailgate in my living room if I wanted to, Bri. Done it before. Sure. Yeah. It, it's um, it's just... I think I think it's it's such a great idea, and I think there was a piece that I saw in the Plain Dealer this morning that came out about uh, the land bridge that that they're proposing to go, which looked very cool. Go for, uh, you know over the RTA tracks down to where the Rock Hall is and Brown Stadium is, and you know maybe putting some hotels there. And but it, it's just a good business decision. Now oh, yeah. now the Haslam's have options, whereas before today. You know, the mayor of Cleveland was just like, yeah, yeah, you know, we laugh at you. Go try to find somebody somewhere else to build you a stadium because the Browns have always been downtown. They're always going to be downtown. You have this area. This is your home. Now the Haslam say, well, we also have this over here, which is plenty big for a stadium. So I think I'm hoping things will move a little bit quicker and the city will be maybe a little more motivated to make a deal. Yeah. And we'll see what happens. I, like it's, they still might stay downtown. We don't know. Like this is all sure. speculation. I mean, that's sure. a lot of land. So we'll see what it's happens. Just leverage. It's yeah, just leverage. But the one thing that I do have to quote, Brian, and this is from 
friend of the show, Ed in Columbus. You know, he's been with us. Oh, I love Ed. What's up, Ed? Guess what? Quote today that I saw on Twitter from Ed. What the hell, people? It's Brook Park. It's not Baltimore. It's it's I'm, like I said. Other than people outside of ten minutes from downtown, it's a win for the rest of us. Less driving. I know. I like it. You text me like, hell yeah, they're coming closer. <laughs> yeah, you mean I don't? I, I I might have, and it should be easier. Like with all the highways right there, it should be easier to get out. So, you know. It, I'm sick and tired of getting home at 6.30 at night after going to a Browns game and it eating up your entire day. If I could be home by before 5, that would be awesome. Well, and that, like, they can even build more infrastructure, more exits to get off at Brown Stadium, too. So it could be. Oh, sure. Oh, and that area. Right, there. right. That area will get so built up with hotels and restaurants and all sorts of stuff. It would be very cool to watch. Right. We got, we got to get an illegal ham restaurant right there close by. We got to buy some land. Put up the money. I'm in. What What are we going to call it? We're going to call it Big Fatty, Big Fatties, or you put up the money. Is it's it's your decision. <laughs> You're not going to go halfsies. Come on, man. <laughs> I wish I could go halfsies. How about this? I'll give I, away I'd my... be dead. How about this? We'll do. Uh, I'll do my firstborn. You do your firstborn, and then we'll just go from there. Because I got an extra kid. You you got to make one. Yeah, I'll just uh. You know, sell her off, sure. It's a her? I told you that. I know. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian. Um, man, I just, I'm excited. That's that's some great news. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right, Brian. You ready to get into a little Fat Boy Thursday? No, I'm not. What do you want we to talk the, about? We got the biggest game in the world coming up this weekend, and we haven't said boo about it. Well, it's going to be part of Fat Boy Thursday. I told you this at the beginning of the show. Oh, we're going to break down the game as part of Fat Boy Thursday? Yes, because it's Super Bowl Superfoods, Bri. Gotcha. Super Bowl, then Superfoods. My mistake. Oh, my Lord. See? You know something? That's all right. That's all right. Play the sounder. Uh, we don't have the sounder, but I can get the banner oh. real quick. And <laughs> unless you want to go back to Fat Boy Tuesday, <laughs> sure, now, we'll, we'll figure it out. And now it's time for Fat Boy Thursday, and we are talking Super Bowl superfoods, Brian. Let's talk about the Super Bowl coming up first. You got the Kansas City Chiefs and the 49ers playing, Brian. You think it's going to be a good game? I don't know. <laughs> I've never been so confused by a game, and and partially it's because of what the spread is. So I'll let you give your take, and then I'll give my take because I got pretzel in my head. Brian, I, I don't know. I think it all depends on what defense shows up for San Francisco and what offense shows up for Kansas City. I think that's where it's going to kind of draw the line because Kansas City's defense this year, Brian, has been a solid defense. It hasn't been great, but it hasn't been horrible either. It's been a middle-of-the-road defense. They've been a sneaky defense at that. But San Francisco's defense, with all the talent they have on it, especially with the Bosa and the defensive line and everything, that was supposed to be great, and they didn't look so great a couple of times, especially first half of the Detroit game. Um, they've had to come behind. I don't know if they can keep coming behind more. Um 
and then you got Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's the ultimate X factor, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I, I mean, I'm in a pretzel too. I mean, do I want the AFC to win? Probably. Do I really want Kansas City to win again? Mm. It's a toss-up, Brian. Well, let me share with you where I'm at. I, I definitely want uh, – I'm rooting for San Francisco. As much as I hate San Francisco because of the Warriors, uh, I'm just sick of the Chiefs and Mahomes and just getting it done uh, year after year, game after game. Um, so where I'm at is I can't imagine a scenario where San Francisco wins this game. You got Pat Mahomes and you got – well, I can't. But let me get – you got Pat Mahomes, you got Brock Purdy. You got Kansas City's defense to look like gangbusters. I think I saw today they, they have given up the fourth least amount of points in the playoffs um, since 2000. So their defense is playing really well, and San Francisco's defense is not playing very well. And, um, you know, how many times can San Francisco come back time and time and time again? Meanwhile, they're at home. Now I know they'll still probably have a bit of a home advantage because uh, because Vegas isn't too far from San Francisco. But in my head, there's no way Kansas City is going to lose this game. But then I think, well, Las Vegas usually knows a lot more than I do. And I see Vegas is putting them as a – uh, San Francisco as a two-point favorite. And I think to the Michigan-Alabama game, when everybody was picking Alabama, everybody, 90% of people picking Alabama, Vegas held strong that Michigan was a two-point favorite. And turns out they were right. And I know they, they had to have some crazy plays, good luck at the end of the game to get it done. I understand that. So, I mean, after computing all of this, I think Kansas City's by far maybe not the better team. I think I think uh, San Francisco has more talent than Kansas City does, but it's the Mahomes factor, um, and he's gonna he's gonna will his team to win like he has all postseason long, like he has so many times in the past. Really, there's only one postseason game in his career where he just looked outmatched, and that was against Tampa Bay. Uh, every other game has been very close down to the wire. One fluky play or an overtime play or something has knocked him out. Um, so I think, you know, after thinking of all that, I think Kansas, you know, if Kansas City is going to lose, it's going to be a fluky play. It's going to be a guy fumbling this or, you know, maybe a path getting batted up in the air and somebody intercepting it or a Kansas City receiver dropping a wide-open pass that can put him up. Um, yeah, I just – because Vegas is usually the right. And for the people that want to say it's scripted and not whatnot, I don't really buy into that, but they're more right than they're wrong. And Vegas is going to take a bath. If, if Kansas City wins this game, they're going to take a bath. So many people are betting on Kansas City. And I would, I would too, I would bet the house on Kansas City until I see that San Francisco is favored by two. That gives me pause. If Kansas City was favored by three, three and a half, money line all day. But San Francisco's favored still, and they're not moving off of that. So I think something fluky at the end of this game, maybe it's a last-second kick. Maybe it's a giant screw-up at the end of the game by Kansas City, um, losing the game for them. 
I just I I don't know because common sense tells me there's no way Kansas City loses this game. So either I'm going to be proven right. It's 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 that brain versus the gut type thing. Like my gut tells me there's no way Kansas City loses this, but my brain tells me Vegas is a lot smarter than you are. So trust them. Man, it's going to be tough, Bri. I'm telling. I don't know what to do. Like, and I the really thing don't. is, though, is the other thing though is is you have the other X factor is Brock Purdy, and and for me, we've seen we've seen Brock Purdy play like an MVP, like we've seen it, and then we've also seen him play like dog shit, which he did against the Browns. So, like, which Brock Purdy are we going to get? And also, you can't say shit. The Forty ers got lucky as shit too. Uh cash off a of safety's face mask for uh you know first down and goal mm-hmm. a fumble uh you're down 24 to 7 at halftime in the championship game now granted detroit pretty much handed that to you because if detroit was smart enough that wouldn't have happened but first year first year there shanahan's been in the playoffs shanahan's known what to do 49ers have been there you know I mean, Bri, I, uh, you want to do our picks? Who do you pick? Who, who, go ahead. Give me a score. Go with your gut. Give me a score with your gut. Oh, my gut says Kansas City is going to win by 10 plus. Um, 10 plus. But I'm telling you, the spread is messing with my head. Like, Kansas City will win unless there's crazy luck for San Francisco at the end of the game. And so because of that spread and because I know Vegas is not going to take a bath and not going to lose all this money because they are holding strong on telling me San Francisco is the is going to win. And so that's what gives me the pause. That's what makes me think like, man, something, something fluky is going to happen at the end of this game and San Francisco is going to win and cover. So. I'll take San Francisco by four. And, and it makes no sense at all to me because they should not, they should lose by 10. All right. So this, this is where I kind of get, cause I have a feeling that this game, you know, everybody's playing Super Bowl squares. You know how that goes. Everybody's doing mm-hmm. it. Brian, this seems like one of those games that is going to have a weird ass number. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, not the normal sevens, you know, not the seven, one, the three, the, you know, the eight. No, this is going to be like a weird, like just a baffled number. But Brian, I got to go with experience. And right now you got Andy Reid, you got Patrick Mahomes, and you got Travis Kelsey uh, who have been there and done it. And I'm going to go the Kansas City Chiefs by, I'm going to go the Chiefs by five, Brian. Fair, yeah. I, like Man. I said, if if I'm going with my gut, I'm picking Kansas City by at least ten. Man. Um, but it, it's what sucks so bad is like I'm gonna feel like I'm regardless of what the outcome is. I'm gonna feel like I'm right. Like the only way I'm gonna feel like I'm wrong is if the 49ers just blow out uh, Kansas City, like Tampa Bay did a couple years ago. And just like, there's no question who the better team is. San Francisco is the better team. Then I'll feel like I know absolutely nothing about football, but, um, 
But if it's a close game and San Francisco ekes it out, I'm going to be like, see, trust Vegas. But uh, and you know, if Kansas City wins by a score or two, uh, I'm going to be like, yeah, dummy. Of course they did. They got Patrick Mahomes versus Brock Purdy and just watch what they've done in the playoffs. San Francisco's been eking by on the skin of their teeth to win these games and Kansas City's handling their business on the road. And, you know, it's clear as day to you. So I don't know. I'm going to feel like an idiot either way. I'm going to feel like, man, you should have, you should have trusted your brain or you should have trusted your gut. It's so hard. It's so hard. It is. Like I said, if Kansas city was favored by three, I feel like there's no doubt in the world. San Francisco is going to win. But the fact that they're two-point underdogs gives me a lot of pause. Uh, Chris says, Kansas City has trailed in each Super Bowl Mahomes has played in. At halftime, San Fran holds on, wins 24-21-9. But, Bright, besides the game, who do you think is going to be the Super Bowl MVP? Because odds are there's some serious betting odds on Cleveland Native. Travis Kelsey to win Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd go that far. I'm hoping for it. You know, last week, I uh, or maybe two weeks ago, I kind of, you know, jumped on the train of putting down two bucks on this guy or two bucks on that guy. And this is when the odds were extra. I put like $3 down on... Isaiah Pacheco, and it pays out like 170 or something like that. So, you know, as long as it's not, I'm telling you, is if it's not the quarterbacks or McCaffrey, even now, I think you can still get great odds on anybody else. Not Purdy, not Mahomes, not McCaffrey. And even McCaffrey, you get halfway decent odds. Um, but anybody else, you know, how fluky somebody makes a touchdown cast. Santonio Holmes for the Steelers. Wasn't he MVP? Yeah. Yeah. He made, he made one tremendous catch at the end of the game. And sometimes that's enough to give you a Dion branch was a, uh, mm-hmm. was a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Julian Edelman was a Super Bowl MVP. So all you got to do is put down like three bucks on these, these guys, these outsiders, and just hope that uh, the quarterback doesn't get it. So, I don't know. That's that's where I'm hoping, um, you know. But one that you might want to put a couple bucks on is like Christian McCaffrey, Super Bowl MVP, and two plush touchdowns. And I don't know what the odds are because I haven't really done it. But uh, I would imagine that you get pretty good odds on that one. Yeah, I would guess so too. Like I, I Brian, I'm not gonna lie. I put a three dollar holla down on Travis Kelsey because I think the odds are like sure, plus nine hundred right. over a hundred like bucks or something, right? Yeah, for a three dollar yeah. bet, why not have some fun? So, hey, why not? I mean, hey, I was gonna spend that on a double cheeseburger anyways. Let's be honest, Brian. I'm saving. You spend more here. for the double cheeseburger. That is true, especially nowadays. <laughs> that is true. Mm-hmm. Well, Brian, let's get into food. All right, we've done Super Bowl MVP. We talked to Super Bowl. This is like your time of the year, man. Of the year, man. Super Bowl <laughs> parties are notorious for come get them appetizers and finger foods, buddy. And I put out a poll, you know, putting out what's the one thing you got to have at your Super Bowl party. We've had a lot of wings in the comments. Buffalo chicken dip hit the comments. Bean dip hit the comments. Got to have any kind of chip and dip hit the comments. 
You nope. even got the little cocktail wieners. Hit the comments, Bri. This is like the Super Bowl for you too, because like this oh. is you are this is like your mecca right here of just going in and grabbing a plate and grabbing six different things and going down and sit down. So, Bri, what are you excited to have on Super Bowl Sunday? If I ever did the unthinkable and I was on death row and I had one final meal, because I, I would, I would just say, give, yeah, give give me the Super Bowl spread. Give me give me pigs in a blanket. Give me all the dips you mentioned, taco dip. Um, God, I just I don't even think about it until I'm there. Like I I'll I'll try to fast for the whole day because I know like. It's on as soon as I get to the party. Um, <laughs> but meatballs, uh, the barbecue meatballs, uh, any type of slider, I'm all there for. Usually pizza. Um, my one buddy who usually go to his Super Bowl party, he just loads up on these, um, the big square deals from, which I don't even know if they have them from Marco's. It was like seven bucks or eight bucks or something for like this big pizza you get like 10 of them and just go to town and i mean even cold it doesn't matter um and so yeah i, I mean i'm sorry i'm gonna toss it back to you i'm getting way too excited and it's only thursday uh but it makes me think that i should i i want to have a super bowl party myself just so i can like hoard all the leftovers and gain probably 20 pounds in the next seven days all right, so Justin chimed in and said pizza, chili, and dips. He said he's being good and not commenting during the rest of the show until the preseason. Now, Justin, you cannot do that to us. I love, to. Your com- I love seeing your comments come in. All right, so you cannot do that to us. You cannot bounce out until preseason. That is not happening anymore. And plus, I got to get your take on the <laughs> What, he can't help himself? Part. He can't help himself? But, I mean, he can only spew Deshaun hate? Is that what he's saying? No, I don't think so. Oh, here's I think that's what he's saying. Well, yeah. Hey, massage, drink. There you're out. See? Where's Ashley? Ashley, he needs another (laughs) beer. (laughs) I know she's I don't think I'm getting it tonight. I don't think I'm getting it tonight. If she comes up with another beer, I'm gonna be floored. Bryce. She gave me she gave me the side eye and she goes, You bringing up three beers? Well, yeah, three beers. How else are we going to do this show? We can't do this sober. Three beers. I didn't think three beers was a lot. You know, she's acting like I'm bringing up uh, six tall boys or something. Oh. Oh, okay. Justin said he was getting dangerously taking it to a personal level. Well, okay. look, because I'm wearing Michigan National Championship shirt. I, I thought he was a Michigan you've wearing, fan. You've been wearing that for like the past four weeks. Oh, I got more. <laughs> Jesus, what'd you do? Just buy um, out the whole team shop? So, um, and I should, maybe I'll pass this on to anybody listening who hasn't done this yet. Uh, last year, oh, she, <laughs> she did here. Did she bring you a beer? <laughs> no, she didn't bring me a beer. Oh, no. Yeah, she gave me the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> Three beers is enough. She- <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that wasn't quite the surprise that I was looking for. <laughs> uh-huh, I'm, right, I'm sorry, buddy. 
I don't know if she was watching or she was probably just in the other room. She heard me say it. Uh, but yeah, that wasn't as pleasant as I was thinking. Um, but anyways, for you, if you haven't done it or anybody else out there hasn't done it, um, last year, I don't know when, but Fanatics started a sports book. Mm-hmm. And if you sign up for Fanatics Sportsbook, A, you get a free jersey. I got a free Nick Chubb jersey for like 150 bucks. So you get a free jersey of whatever you want and you also get like a hundred and fifty dollars of uh fan cash for fanatics Mm -hmm. and so i had that 150 dollars in fanatics fan cash and then every bet you place you get like five cents ten cents 25 cents for like every dollar you so i just racked up a ton of like this fan cash even though i didn't i don't bet a ton, you know, five bucks here, maybe seven bucks or 10 bucks at the most. And, uh, and so it just racks up in this account. And so my account got up to like a couple hundred bucks and I just unloaded it on Michigan national championship gear. <laughs> my wife, she's probably not going to want to hear this because she's going to probably come in and tell me, well, we should have saved that for Christmas presents or something for nieces she's and nephews. Flip and, you off again. Yeah, she will. Sorry. But it, 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 I'm not spending my money. I'm spending this free money that I have to spend at this website. And so, yeah, I don't know when Michigan's going to win the national championship again. So I'm enjoying the moment. I love it. I love you, Brian. I should be, t- I should be talking a little bit softer because she's no doubt about it, heard that one. Oh, yeah. She definitely heard that one. You're going, hey. As soon as you open that door to go downstairs, it's all over. It is. All I don't want over. to. I think I'm going to sleep in the guest bedroom tonight. <laughs> She'll forget about it by tomorrow, right? Eh, she's pregnant. That's a different kind of hormone, buddy. Oh boy, they hold grudges. She locked the door. <laughs> they hold grudges, buddy. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say too much. The safe word is pepperoni. Well, of course that would be your safe word. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> that would be your safe word. <laughs> All right, so pepperoni is a safe word for everybody watching. So if mm-hmm. you hear pepperoni, uh, take a drink and pray that Bri is okay. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, we gotta get back on food. What the hell? Happened? Yeah, you you tell me about your ultimate spread. All right, so I mean, it's gotta ha- you gotta have chips and dip, no matter what happens. It's gotta be finger food. like for me, trail trail bologna and cheese has got to be there. Crackers, you know that kind of thing. Got to have some sort of chicken wing, whether it be the boneless or chicken nuggets um or just bone and wings would be nice uh like my perfect spread would be chips and salsa buffalo chicken dip because you can kind of do one of each Mm -hmm. uh brian i'm not gonna lie your meatballs are delicious i would love some so easy too the meatballs little cocktail wieners okay and then some just trailing cheese that's all I like. Like, give me some horseradish cheese with some trail bologna and a Ritz cracker, and I'll snack all night on that. Like, that's all I need. And I found out, Brian, that that buffalo chicken dip goes with any kind of chip, buddy. So it good. Goes, hey, it, Doritos. Yep. Barbecue chips. Yep. Plain chips. Yep. Sour cream and cheddar chips. Yep. It goes with everything. I even did it with the flaming hot Cheetos. Even better. I'll, I'll take it one step further. I could just give me a bun. Give me a slider bun, and I'll make a sandwich out of it. Oh, absolutely. 
Well, you gotta you gotta buy to the meat to bread ratio though. Can't make it too. Oh, much. For, well, uh, that's why you load it up is to your desire. But um, yeah, yeah buffalo chicken dip slider. <laughs> Don't knock until you try it. All right, so everybody watching this show, if you guys watch it back, hit us up on our socials. Let us know what your Super Bowl spreads are. Send us pictures. We'll show them next week. Uh, anybody that sends Super Bowl picture, we'll give them a shout out and everything. So send us some pictures. We'll upload them on here. Um, Brian, we got to get into our top three because we got to move this along because, you know, every time I think it's not going to be, it's going to be like less than an hour. You and I go on a topic like the Calves, and then we go oh, to yeah. the Super Bowl, and it gets longer. So let's do our top three, Bri, and then we will close out the show. All right, Bri. Our top three this week is our favorite Super Bowl commercials, Bri. Um, I will go first because uh, mine are probably some of like the older. Well, not super old. <coughs> um, number three for me was the uh, Doritos commercial with the finger cleaner. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that one about. where the mechanics sure. are sitting there eating it? Like, yeah, just stick your finger in there. That was probably yeah. my number three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, now I know what you're talking about. <clears throat> All right, number two is the pug, Bri. The Doritos with the pug. And you just see that pug running. His face is just going, and then he breaks down the door and jumps on the guy who steals the Doritos. You've got to remember that one, or are you frozen? Nope, I remember it. Okay, and then number one for me, Bri... You cannot forget the frogs and the lizards together. And the lizards trying to take out the frogs. Hey, hey, Louie, I think we take them out tonight. Just take out one of them. That's all, Louie. Hands down, some of the best commercials with the Buzzwires, frogs, and lizards. Oh, yeah. You cannot go wrong with that. All right, Bryce, (laughs) give me your top three. Yeah, thank you for playing right into my top three. Uh, You were heavy on the Doritos. I'm all Budweiser. Uh, we'll start with the Budweiser Frogs. You mentioned them. They're number three, and uh, number two would be the Wazah guys. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was something so dumb sweeping the nation, and that's all anybody can do. Just <laughs> yeah. uh, and then number one, it has everything. The Clydesdales. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. Uh, it's just a staple of this country. Um, so if you don't like the Clydesdale, screw you. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I don't know that whenever I think of Super Bowl commercials, that's what I think of. And, um, yeah, I don't know if anything can top it, frankly, uh, Put a little Toby here. Keith behind it. And maybe that'll the, pop Oh it. my Lord. Out just, Hey, now that I'm Clyde thinking snow, about just it, just running in the snow, snorting just, and then, American, oh, oh yeah, there it is. Uh, Justin chimed in on his Super Bowl spread. He said, uh, Give me cons, salt, and vinegar, mustard, and a couple slices of bread. Brian, have you ever had a potato chip sandwich? Just potato chips, just potato chips, buddy. No, uh, no, I'll put the potato chips on. Uh, oh, what are you guys? Uh, is it smothered chicken? What do you call it? No, not smothered chicken. Shredded chicken shredded sandwiches? Chicken. Yeah. Yeah, because there's not a ton of flavor in shredded chicken sandwiches. So, yeah, any sort of potato chip on there, I'm all for it. 
Uh, let's see here. Justin said, OG GoDaddy commercials above Wizard Frogs. Chris said the Doritos Time Traveler. That was a That's great what one. I was thinking of when that you were talking about. The, yeah, that one was good. Uh, Snickers with Betty White. That was a great one. And the Coca-Cola, the Coca-Cola Mean Joe Green. You can't go wrong. That's a classic. That is a classic. That Even though he was classic. a stealer, I can't have him on my list. 1984 Apple commercial. Okay, we're not going back that far, are we? I don't even remember the 18... I have to look right, it up. I was born in 84, so yeah, I don't remember that. God, you're a baby. All right. Bri, you ready for your trivia? Yeah. All right, trivia brought to you by City Dogs Cleveland. We asked at the beginning of the show. We're going to ask Bri again. Bri, what college did Sam Merrill go to? Well, I'm going to take a shot in the dark. And if I hit this, you're going to owe me some money. Um, boy, there's so many like mid-major schools that I want to put them at. I'll say off the top of my head, Holy Cross. Mm. Got me a bid drink? No. He is, is a that U- close mid-major? Utah State. Utah State. They are they the wolf pack? I don't know what the hell they are. No, that's hmm. yeah, no, it might be. They're good. Yeah. They got some Utah State know. wolf pack, I believe. No, I didn't. Is it Nevada wolf pack? I know Nevada Utah wolf State. Pack. I can't remember. Is it Aggies? Uh, I think it's Aggies too. Maybe you're right. Yeah, that could be right. They got some, they've made some noise in the tournament, so I guess I'm not super surprised at that. All right, so Utah State is where you played at, Brian. Please Wait. go adopt a dog or donate to City Dogs Cleveland right there in our heart we love city dogs cleveland uh we'll be setting up our shows here soon for next year for our melt with city dogs with a slice of ham again can't wait to do that it'd be i heard it last week watching the Cavs. chris said so yeah utah state oh okay utah state well done well done chris close out the show so you can go get yelled at by your wife unless you want to lock the door now and stay in your bedroom yeah i think i'm yep i'll just keep the tv on and uh put my head on the pillow behind me just make sure you turn up the earbuds so you don't hear it coming (laughs) i don't trust the lock on this door so uh (laughs) if i text you pepperoni you'll know send the squad bry i'll be on my way because at first i gotta take pictures and then I will call 911. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're here at the end of the show. Bright, like we do every show. God bless him. Yeah. God bless you. God bless America. I am that fat guy. Thank you guys so much for watching. We want to thank our troops and first responders for everything you guys do. Thank you guys so much. We also want to thank Network 216, Harold Keel, and City Dogs for our show. Can't thank them enough. And like we say also on our show, at the end of every show, We're uncorked, we're unloaded, we're out, see ya.